We're going to Mark chapter 4, starting with verse 35. So if you guys have your Bibles this morning, turn to Mark 4, um, starting with verse 35. I thought it was appropriate, as we're preaching today, to preach about Jesus calming the storm. So we're going to read this passage together. And uh, you guys, uh, let's, let's step into God's Word together. So in Mark 4, starting with verse 35, it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Father God, you know I can't preach anything, Lord. I am dependent upon you right now, and I pray that you will just preach through me. God, we also know that, Lord, we can't hear a thing unless you open our ears and our hearts and our minds. And so, Lord, open us to your word right now, to your message. Help us to receive what you'd have us to receive. Help us to take it and run with it and do what it is that you've you've, uh, commanded us to do. Lord, let this passage come alive this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So studying this this week, just looking at Jesus and his mission, and what it is that he was called to do. I mean, he came to this planet, and he made it very clear what his mission was. He was to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, He wanted the lost to be found. And and he even gave them a pathway. And we know what that pathway is. He walked to the cross of Calvary, and he spread out his arms, and he died on that cross so that you and I don't have to die. He gave up his life so that we could have life, and that was his mission. Jesus was teaching and preaching, but Jesus was also healing. Now, when this, this took place, there's a few things that have already happened. Jesus has already called his, his 12 disciples. He's called them by name, and he says, hey, come and follow me. And these men had chosen to follow him. Jesus, right before this had taken place, had been preaching. He had been preaching the principles of faith. And the Bible tells us that people were in awe of what, what Jesus was saying. I would imagine for some it was radical teaching. And, and he would preach this and people would take it in and some people would receive it as truth. And they, they wanted more. So it, and we even see it in this passage. People began to just follow Jesus wherever he went. He gets in a boat and right here it says other people got into boats and they just been to, began to follow Jesus. Not only was Jesus placed before this, one was the healing of a man with leprosy. He falls before Jesus, and he's like, if if you will, heal me. 
And Jesus said, or he said, if you're willing, heal me. He says, I'm willing. And he healed the man. He touched the man. And the man was healed. There was a Roman officer that came up to Jesus and said, my servant lays in bed paralyzed. If you would, just, you know, heal him. And Jesus Jesus is willing to go to the place. He's like, no, just if you just say the word. He says, I'm a commander. I'm an officer. If I speak, my, my soldiers, they obey. If you speak, he'll be healed. And Jesus was like, I've not seen this faith. And so the servant was healed. Jesus spoke the word and he was healed. Then Jesus went to Peter's house. And, and maybe some of you didn't know, but Peter was married. He had a mother-in-law. And there in that house, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. And not only that, the Bible says that there were many healing, healings there. It says all that were sick, Jesus healed. Jesus also cast out a demon in that place. These men and followers of Christ, women, they had to be blown away by what they were seeing. They were seeing a man that was teaching and then backing up what he was teaching. They were seeing this man with so much power and yet he had this tremendous amount of compassion. Men, women, children all meant something to him. I mean, I even think about Jesus when he's... He's there sitting on his, uh, wherever he's sitting and, and children coming and sitting and playing in his lap. And these disciples see this. They're wanting to tell the kids to go away. Hey, this man doesn't have time for you. And he's like, no, you better not suffer them to come. To me, this man was different and people followed. So on this night, Jesus says, let's get in a boat. We need to move on. Because my ministry needs to continue. So they all get in the boat together. And I want you to see some things. In verse 37 it says, But soon a fierce storm came up. I mean, they've been walking with Jesus. They've been following Jesus. They've been listening to His teachings. They've been seeing all these mighty miracles of Christ. They get in the boat with a man, but soon a fierce storm comes up. Now, <clears throat> I may have shared this or a little bit of this um, uh, a while back, but one of the I took together, we went on a kayaking trip down to the Coosa River. So we get on the Coosa River. We had not done a whole lot together. We just were going to go kayaking down the Coosa. Um, thought that would be a fun day together, you know. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to paddle down the Coosa. That'll be great. Get sunburnt. Awesome. Here we go. So we're paddling down the Coosa River, and she had packed like like some fruit and stuff like that. Had grapes and stuff, and so we had pulled over to this uh, to a bank, and we were still just sitting in the kayaks. And this is our first experience. I'm like right under this tree, and I'm talking about. Well, let me back up. I had this little bitty spider that was riding on the front of my kayak most of the day. He was like a little bouncing spider. She's like, you got to kill that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not killing that. He wants to live just like I, I want to live. I mean, I just, I don't care that he's there. He's not poisonous, so he's he's good, you know. We'll just see how long he stays on there. So, so he's riding on the kayak. Well, we get under the trees, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there, and we're talking, and this spider web, and I'm talking about a spider about like this, just like comes down. 
I'm like, oh, man. You know, I'm like, Lord, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to paddle get it because, you know, the cute little spider bouncing on the thing, that was fine. But when you got monster, monster spider coming down, I'm like, I didn't want nothing to do with that. And so, you know, we're just, we're laughing because we're both terrified. And then we get to noticing behind us this wall cloud. Now, we had looked at the weather before we went kayaking. I mean, we're not dumb, okay, maybe a little, but not, you know, completely. And so it was only 20% chance of rain that day. So we, we look behind us and see just this wall cloud, and it is dark and ugly looking. You know, it's just, it looks like it wants to come out and, you know, scare you after death. So it's behind us. So, well, I didn't know that she is absolutely terrified of storms. Like, she's afraid. And she just takes off and starts paddling. I can't catch her. She's so fast. I mean, she's determined. She's like, she's out of there. She's gone. I'm like, hey, hey, where, where, where are you going? It's okay. It's just a cloud. And so, but you know how storms are. I mean, yeah, we may see it behind us, but this storm was really long. And so we we're just seeing the first part of it come in, that sideways. But then in front of us, it hit us too. And I'm talking about in a moment, it turned into a torrential downpour. And then... The water changed. Like, we went from nice, pleasant day on the Coosa River to water just, I'm talking about pouring down into our boats, to now waves are just crashing over into the boats. I'm not exaggerating. Like, what turned into, hey, no rapids, turned into, you know, class five rapids. You know, it's just, it was craziness. You know, we're going down this Coosa River. Um, Heather is, you know, a mile ahead of me at this time. She's just paddling away. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. For some reason, I was pretty calm in the situation, but it, it was crazy. I mean, because the way I looked at it, there wasn't nothing I could do about it. You know, I'm, I'm out in the middle. of, And then lightning started coming down. And so you got lightning striking, hitting the trees on the banks. You got the water just pouring down really hard. You, if you get out of the out on the shore, it's like, is that safe? I don't think so because I know you're not supposed to hide under a tree. I'm, I'm uneducated at that point. I don't know what to do. And she's taken off. And we get, and so I'm serious. The water really got fast and furious. And so she goes down a bunch of rocks in her kayak and she flips over. Well, I'm way, I'm way behind her. I can't even get to her. So I start paddling really fast trying to. And I, I didn't see her come up for a minute or two, you know, that kind of thing. It's probably just seconds, but it felt like a long time. And all of a sudden she pops back up and she's like, I'm never going out with you again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's like, this is not happening ever again. Um, but she gets back in the boat. I, I picked up like her garage sale that, he, that she had left, you know, along the water that all, everything that flipped out of the boat. But it was a terrifying experience. Now, in this story right here, this really was craziness. I mean, sometimes we depict it in our head maybe of just, okay, the waves are crashing in the boat. Um, but if we look at the words that were used to describe the storm, it, we, we just see words storm. But it, it was a laylips. It, it was hurricane-type winds that just all of a sudden came up on these men. Now, we're not talking about inexperienced kayakers like myself. We're talking about individuals that had spent their life fishing. That spent their life on the water. They understood their boat, and they understood storms. They understood it all. Go to panic. You look at this story, 
And you see men go to panic. I mean, so when we read this, we can't minimize the storm. we got to understand it, it was a storm. It says right here in verse 37, but soon a fierce storm. Let me just say this about that, but soon. I, I love, you know, sometimes God will just let words kind of stick out in the Bible. And that but soon just stuck out to me as a word for me today and a word for you. You may have chosen to follow Christ, but soon a storm's coming. There may have been plenty of storms in your life that you've experienced. You know, you chose to follow Christ, and you would think everything but a storm would happen when you choose to follow Christ. But soon a storm's coming. You look at this passage right here. And the Bible says, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill up with water. That, that's terrifying because the boat is what keeps you safe. The boat is what keeps you above the depths that you drowned in. The minute the boat starts to capsize, the minute you lose your security. I look at the story and I see, man, that's so much like life. Because we live our life and we trust our life to Christ, but there are times in our life that waves begin to break into the boat. And as they do, everything fills up with water. Everything that we trusted, we knew to be true, everything that we thought that we could stand on now seems to be the very thing that is going to end us. And that's exactly what these men experienced. They saw it. We have no answer. We've done this for years. I'm about to drown. Now, Jesus, what is he doing in the moment? He's sleeping. It's funny to me because prior to this story, Jesus had just told the disciples the cost of following him. Let me read this passage in Matthew, and this is prior to this storm happening. Jesus says, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to even lay his head. He was letting them know, hey, there's a cost to following me. This is why I struggle sometimes with these um, guys that get up and preach prosperity, things of that nature. And if you believe it, I'm not trying to knock that. I just struggle with that because I don't see it in the Scripture. I don't see Jesus in a mansion. Now, he may have that now, but I, I don't see it. I don't see the disciples. Every disciple died a martyr's death besides one, and that guy was ostracized, placed on an island by himself. There was a cost and a price to follow Christ. That doesn't mean God doesn't bless us. It's not like Matthew chapter 6 says, you know, God provides. If he, if he provides for the grass of the field and the birds of the air, he's certainly going to provide for us. But there are days that life is just hard. And I can talk and say I'm rich all I want to, but <laughs> that's not going to pay my power bill, you know? I can say, man, I, this isn't going on in my life all I want but still have to go to the doctor and deal with the sickness. There are times that we go through storms in life, and there's a purpose and a reason for those storms. That doesn't mean God's going to keep us there, 
Amen? He's not going to hold us there. I want there to be clarity. I, I, I don't want to say God's just going to cause our lives to be hell. But there are times that we go through tension and friction and pain as God chips away those things in our life that do not belong there. There's times that we go through and we experience things so that we do what the disciples do in just a moment. We cry out to Jesus. Now, Jesus said, he said, you know, foxes have dens, you know, birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. Where do we find him? We find him in a boat. And I love the NLT because it just paints a little bit different picture. It says that Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. God provided a place for Jesus to go to sleep. He wasn't in the comfort of some home that he had. I provided that place in that moment. And not only did he provide a place for him to lay uh, down and go to sleep, but he even gave him a cushion to lay on. So Jesus is laying down. He's sleeping. And apparently, I mean, the man was exhausted. When I say the man, he became man, just as if he were, just like he was God. He's asleep. I don't know if Jesus snored. I don't know. <laughs> but I know that he was asleep. He was out. So the disciples are coming up to him, and they're like, they're screaming out. They're like, teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? Don't you care that we're about to drown? Don't you care that this boat that we're in, that you put us in? You're the one that said, hey, let's get in the boat. Don't you care? You're back here asleep. Do you not see the wind and the waves and the torrential downpour that we're all experiencing right now? Master. They were like, you got to do something. And I love the passage. Jesus wakes up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence. Be still. What was that like? I mean, you're talking about hurricane force winds, right? You're talking about waves. They're crashing into the boat that fishermen that have been doing this all their lives were terrified. You know they'd seen storms before. There's no doubt in my mind they'd seen storms before. But in this moment, it was different. And for this man, Jesus, to say, silence. Do storms make noises that scare you half to death? Yeah, you better believe they do. And apparently if he's saying silence in that moment, the winds that were whipping and whistling and the thunder that was crashing in that moment, Jesus says, silence. I, you know, I'm screaming it. It does have an exclamation point in the Scripture. I don't, I don't think Jesus had to scream it though, Right? I, he could probably whisper it. Silence. They're going to hear it, right? I would imagine he's just doing that for them. I want you to know, I'm going to speak this, and guess what the storm's going to do? It's going to shut its mouth. It's going to be silent. What was that moment like? 
He speaks to the storm and he tells it to be silent. And then he says another thing. He says, be still. So first you have silence. And then you have no motion. And I have to believe in that moment, we went from crazy waves crashing into a boat to just pristine waters that were still. That would be amazing to experience. I mean, we went from just everything is chaos to silence and just it's still. It's so amazing. The scripture says the disciples were absolutely terrified. Now, isn't that odd? I mean, because wasn't that what they were when the waves and the wind were doing their thing? But it was such an abrupt change that it was terrifying. And their statement is this. Even the wind and waves obey him. Again, I told you little words just stick out. For this word right here, it's that word even. Now remember, what were they doing prior to this? Jesus was teaching, and they would be like, I've never heard this, but this amazes me what he's saying. Jesus was healing. I've I've never seen anyone cast a demon out of someone. I've never seen someone speak a word, and a man's servant was healed miles away. I've never seen a person with leprosy with clear skin. They had seen all of that. So that word even, it's saying that he has control of everything. He speaks, and in my mind I hear things, and it it touches and moves my heart. He, He looks at sickness, and he's not limited By a time period, he can speak to that sickness, and in a moment, that sickness be gone. Now he's spoken to nature, and it was silent, and it was still. This morning, when I look at the passage, I I think there's a couple of things that we can get from this. One, we're on a journey with God, and we can choose to recognize that or not. Now, there there are more people in this storm than what we see. Um, Jesus said Jesus. Because if you remember back there in the first part of the passage, it says, so Jesus said, hey, let's get into the boat. So they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. So when Jesus spoke peace to the storm, he wasn't just stopping the storm for the disciples, but... Everyone that was following Jesus experienced that moment. We're on a journey with God. And there are moments in our life that God is trying to teach us. But we've got to listen. We've got we to hear Him clearly. We've got to take those things in and go, okay, I see that, God. I get that. And we've got to walk this out with Him. We get distracted <laughs> You can't really get distracted when that storm comes up, right? All of a sudden, it brings us to a place. Now, Jesus says some words to these guys. He says, 
He says, why are you afraid? And I think there's an obvious answer to that, right? I mean, there's a reason these guys were afraid. But he's asking them as his followers, why are you afraid? Now, in my life, I know there have been plenty of times that I've been afraid of what was taking place. You know, whether, you know, um, when I was 18, I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. My parents uh, kicked me out of the house. I was homeless. You know, for a month, I didn't, I lived out of my car. I was afraid because all I'd ever known was 2076 Guthrie Drive and living there. But I, I, I didn't know where anything was going to come from because there was no provision. I had nothing. You know, I had to go and find a way to earn that. I was afraid. I, I remember, you know, my, uh, our, Jamie and I, we, we lost a baby together. You know, and that, that night when all that took place, I mean, that was a devastating moment. I was angry and I was afraid. I remember back in 2008 being diagnosed with cancer and, and just hearing those words, you got cancer. I was afraid. I think about these guys right here, everything they've experienced in life, and they're in this moment, and they, they've got a storm that's about to take their life, and Jesus saying is, hey, we've walked through this together now. I've taught you, and I've shown you that I can take care of you. Now, he also makes a statement, and I struggle with this, so I'm going to struggle with it with you so we can kind of walk through it together. He says, do you still have no faith? Now, when the storm got really bad, where did the disciples go? To Jesus, right? So doesn't that demonstrate faith? I mean, they, they're in the middle of the storm, and they go running to Jesus, but he's saying, do you still have no faith? And I think the here's why I struggled with it. I thought, well, it went exactly that. They went running to Jesus. They, they went calling on him. But how did they call on him? Did, did they even ask him to do anything, really? Or were they just indicting Jesus? Do you not care? Do you not care? Do you not care that we're all about to drown? They didn't say, Jesus, would you, could you, could you, could you fix this? <laughs> could you take care of this storm? They're just like, do you not care? And that's where the faith was lacking. Guys, we're on a journey with God, right? We've got to learn to trust Him. And the only way to do that is allow Him to teach us to experience him, him in our lives, see Him move. And then when those storms come, find a way to just say, God, you're God, and I'm scared, but I need you to show up. I need you to fix this. I need you to take care of this. I need you, God. Will you do that? And that changes everything. These disciples, I think they learned a valuable lesson that day. I mean, everything in a moment changed when Jesus spoke to it. 
And what Jesus is looking for from you and me is for us to ask. Now, I know there's plenty of times that I've just been too ignorant to ask, and Jesus stepped in despite me. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but, I mean, all of us probably have had moments that Jesus just said, he's not going to get it, so let me take care of this. But as we grow in our faith, we need to call on the Lord. We need to trust him. For more information on Eagles Wing Church, visit our website at www.eagleswingchurch.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eagles Wing Church. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.